honestly, when I look at the COVID-19 situation, and I said this from the jump, that ultimately Big Pharma is going to profit off of this. You know, regardless of where you come about on whether or not you think that the vaccine is real. uh, I'm sorry, not the vaccine. If you think the virus is real, um, whether you feel like it was biologically engineered, Big Pharma is going to profit off of this. And that's why you saw so many billion dollar companies from Johnson and Johnson to Pfizer to uh, Moderna. And, and, and countless others jump into the ring to try to be the first to create this vaccine. And like the truth is in front of everyone, yet people, they bow down to authority so much that they never realize. They never even take the time to realize that what's being offered to them may not even offer any benefit and could possibly hamper their health and their, their, their family's health moving forward. And let me break this down because you just have to look at what's in front of you. Cause it's plain. They're not necessarily hiding anything. They're, they're giving you all the information. It's just most people are too dumb or too, too blind or too much sheep, too much of a sheep to sheep. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Too much of a sheep to, to actually realize it. Let's look at let's look at the numbers. You have less than a 2% death rate, so a 98% survival rate if you catch COVID. Now, out of that 2%, an alarming majority of them are people ages 50, 55 and up. Okay? So take that into perspective first and foremost. Number 2, if you look at the efficacy of these vaccines, they're at about 94%-ish, 90 to 94%. So that means means it may work 90 to 94% of the time, right? Add to the fact that this vaccine does not prevent you from catching COVID-19. Let me reiterate and let me say that one more time. The COVID-19 vaccine does not prevent you from catching the virus. <laughs> that probably shocked you, didn't it? And you can read it. You can. Uh, Forbes has plenty of articles about that. Even if you look at the, um, the documentation that Moderna and Pfizer have provided to, to the FDA and the CDC, it says it right there. And but what's kit what's the kicker is they code it the way they word things confuses the average person. I'm not going to lie. I was reading one of the documents and I had to read it twice. Because it said that this vaccine has shown a 94 percent efficacy on the prevention. Listen to these words, the prevention of symptomatic COVID-19. Aha, that's that. See, see, that's how they get you. Symptomatic COVID-19, not the prevention of COVID-19, but the symptomatic COVID-19. And what has the media been blasting on TV since this virus, uh, this COVID-19, this coronavirus pandemic has has has, you know, basically taken over our world. Is that it could even be spread 
if you're asymptomatic. But what is that efficacy and what what does this vaccine actually do? All it does is minimize or somewhat suppress or modify your symptoms. And it's right in front of you. It's in the articles. CNN put something out about it. If you know, if you're not fond of CNN or whoever it may be, you look it up. Go Google it now. The COVID-19 vaccine does not prevent you from catching COVID-19. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. So let's go back now. Let's go back. 98% survival rate. And if you, and if you're 55 or 50 and under, you know, let's just say 50 to be, to be conservative. You're 50, you're under 50 years old with no pre-existing condition. That number jumps to about 99.8. Okay. Then you got a 94%. 0.5 percent, 90 to 94% efficacy rate. That means it's effective 90 to 94% of the time to modify your symptoms, not stop you from getting it, not stop you from spreading it, but modify your symptoms. Okay. You got those numbers in your head. Now, now here's the kicker, right? They have, they have, um, came out and said that there are some short-term effects and it's nothing, no astronomical numbers on these things happening. You know, um, we saw Bell's palsy. We've seen some, some other issues. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them on the net and everything, but that's not the kicker here, guys. The kicker is the long-term effects. And that's something that can't be quantified. And honestly, you can't really experiment. You can't really, you can't really, monitor because you don't know what it's going to do to you 10 years from now. You have no idea. You have no idea what any vaccine will do to you 10 years from now because there's so many factors that go into play. You know, you could, you could try and do a a test trial for 10 years or something like that, but there's so many things that come into play, you know, from the environment these people live in to their diet, to their lifestyle. So all in all, as an individual's body breaks down, they, you can't go 10 years and say, oh, I took this vaccine in 2020 and now I got, you know, some abnormality or some cancer or some type of infection that you just can't pinpoint where it came from. That's the issue here. You know, that's when, when people, when people go crazy because some people don't want to put vaccines in their body, it, it just baffles me because number one, it's their body. Um, but there are no, there's no studies, there's no proof there, you know, there's nothing but theory based on the fact that, okay, you know, vaccine does not have any long-term effects, but you don't know. Just like you don't know that that um, ribeye steak that you eat, that you ate last night is going to have a long-term effect on you. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? Those French fries from McDonald's, you don't know the long-term effect that's going to have on you. Now, you could say, well, that's an isolated event. Right, right. But I got a pretty good idea of what's in those French fries. But if you look at what's in these vaccines, you know, these are toxins that you're putting into your body, you know, and, and specifically this vaccine that is a, is a, uh, a DNA altering uh, uh, vaccine. 
uh, a vaccine, a first uh, one of the first of its kind. We have no idea how it's going to affect people 10 years from now, five years from now, two years from now. Honestly, we don't know. And there's no way to test that. So when you look at the numbers of a 98 percent survival rate, 99.8, if you're under the age of 50 with no preexisting condition, then you have a 94, 90 to 94 percent efficacy rate meaning it's going to be effective to modify symptoms, modify, not prevent COVID-19, but modify symptoms. And you have no idea what the long-term effects are. Why would you want to take this vaccine? What is it going to do? And here's the kicker. This is where big pharma, this is where um, the system is going to get everybody. Right. And we will revisit this when it happens because the numbers are going to go down. And the reason the numbers are going to go down is because less symptoms, less symptoms is going to be less testing and less testing is going to be less confirmed cases. I'll venture to say, I will venture to say right now here on this podcast, December 30th, that the deaths will not necessarily go down. I I will venture to say the death rate will go up because you're going to have less people with symptoms getting tested. But the people with severe illness, severe symptoms are still going to be there. Why? Because they had issues in the first place or they're in that higher demographic. And that's going to be the issue there. So we'll revisit that. But for anyone out there thinking that this vaccine is the end all be all and this is going to be the greatest thing that's happened to America or the world and, you know, since whatever. It's right in front of you guys. It's right in front of your face. That this vaccine. Isn't going to end. This quote unquote pandemic from a health standpoint. Like I said, I venture to say that the, that the deaths will not stop. The cases will. The deaths will not. I mean, it's been flawed from the jump. If you look at the, the type of testing and look, look, I, I, you know, um, defer to medical experts like a Dr. Tom Cohen and and uh, an Andy Kaufman and and um uh, uh Sally Fallon and 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 a number of others that have the credentials know the science and can really elaborate on on how this entire thing has has come to play and for me to sit here and try to break down each part of the quote unquote um, isolation of the virus and, and have they really isolated the virus and, and, and what did they do to isolate the virus? You know, I, I will spare you that and just lead you towards and, and, and in a way advertise and promote them because they could break it down a million times better than I can. I'm giving you secondhand knowledge on that point. And I advise you to check their, them out in some of their work because they have taken the time to do that while most others just give it a blind eye and just follow follow the leader. They just they just follow the mass the masses. And I'm talking to doctors too. 
So think about those things. This vaccine, we have no idea what the long-term effects are. No idea on, on any vaccine. And it's not preventing you from catching COVID-19. It is merely modifying your symptoms, which is crazy when you think about what some of these what, what, what some of these companies are doing, like Ticketmaster, saying that you, you're not going to be able to go to a concert unless you've had the vaccine. Or if you've had a, a, a negative test within, I think, 48 hours or something along those lines. Right? Are they, are they going to be paying for these tests? Because these tests aren't free. And then there, there are rumors about airlines not allowing people on unless they, they have proof that they've had the COVID-19 vaccine. But why? I mean, somebody could have had the vaccine and still catch the virus and they could still quote. I mean, according to the science, they could still spread it. So what's the difference? What it is, is about control. And it's about big pharma. Because for someone who has who is in tune with what goes on in the market to see Moderna and Pfizer and some of these other companies literally go from 15 to 20 dollar stocks to 150 dollar stocks within seven months. And these are billion dollar corporations. And they're going to profit heavily off of this rollout. And I, and, and I know most of you won't. I know most of you will not. Um, read some of the papers that they've, some of their, their, their briefing papers that they provided, uh, you know, to the FDA and the CDC, but I advise you to, and I'm actually creating a, a short video that's going to highlight some of this stuff. And I advise you to check it out, you know, not only the video, but, but if you get a chance, the documentation, because everything's in there. I mean, they tell you, how they um, tested the, the three phases of the trials, the numbers within those phases, the fact that, you know, they try to slip it past you with the whole prevent symptomatic COVID-19, but, but it's all in there. So, so take a look at, like I said, the truth is out there. It's just, they know, they know this, this is the kicker. They know that most people aren't going to read this shit. Most of society, 90% of society is going to line up and, and sign up to get this vaccination without even thinking twice. Why? Because that's all they've been fed since March. How deadly this disease, this disease is. And there's nothing we can do about it until we get a vaccine. That's been beaten into their head constantly. But see me, I, like, like I feel like I have to utilize my platform to talk about this and to bring this to people's attention because most people aren't going to look at these articles. You know, look, we're in a microwave society. You know, we're in a headline reading society. That's all people care about. They, they rarely actually click the article. And until that happens, until we start actually, I don't know, 
opening our mind and, and not trusting everything we see and actually doing some research and actually caring about what the hell we put in our bodies. You know, this is going to continue. But all I say to anybody out there is to do some research. Understand what this vaccine is. It is no different as far as its effectiveness, let's say, than the flu vaccine. Now, now, before I get into the flu vaccine, the reason I'm saying that is because, listen, they can't even tell you how long this vaccine will be good for. And it's in the papers, it's in the documentation. They cannot tell you how long this vaccine will work. That's why there's going to be multiple vaccines. You're going to have to come every few months because they're not sure. And they're going to give you this little vaccine card that you're going to carry around to say, oh, look, I've had my first round. Oh, look, I've had my second round because they don't know. You, the American people, are going to be the test subjects. You guys are going to be phase four. Did you sign up for that? Most people don't even realize it. And you know what's going to happen. You've already seen it now. In Colorado, there was a report today that um, there's a new strain. So if there's a new strain, what does that mean? That means every year they're going to tell you you got to get this vaccine because there's new strains. And they don't know how long it lasts. Sounds very similar to the flu vaccine to me. And I will reiterate, and unfortunately, a a good number of people don't know this, but the flu vaccine doesn't stop you from getting the flu. It only suppresses and modifies your symptoms. Sound familiar? Same shit, different laxative. Big Pharma (laughs) has literally taken control of society. And it, it, it is so deep and is so strong that if we don't start waking up and being conscious and aware of the shit that's going on, who knows where it can go, people? I mean, if we're at the point where we're not questioning what we're putting inside of our body and they know that, then... Who's to say, you know, look, there's conversations about transhumanism, um, you know, about, you know, types of software that they're putting in your body and, and, and that, you know, we could go down that rabbit hole at some point. But it's really not that far fetched because, look, you know, devil's advocate, sometimes some people will say, well, you look, people aren't, aren't, aren't trying to kill. They're not just trying to kill people. Okay, you know, I'm not I'm not here trying to say this is genocide and this is, you know, depopulation, Um, but I'm also not naive to think that it's not possible. And I gave this analogy um, on a podcast I was on last week. And it was. like, like, Like scientists, when when they try to experiment on something at, at a mass scale, 
you know, they, they basically model it, they, they modify it and model it down to a smaller scale. So they're able to, um, kind of replicate the same contrast between the two. So my analogy was if you've ever worked for a corporation and you're one of the frontline people, you're one of maybe entry level, you know, kind of on the lower end, you're not management, you're not a part of the actual corporation. You know, you're, you're at the bottom to maybe the bottom 10th of the, the org chart. And you're working, you go to work every day and, you know, you, you know, you love your company, you know, they provide you benefits, this, that, and the other. Right. But then at the top of that org chart, they have meetings and they look at the bottom line of those meetings and they say, you know what, this year we're down. 26% from where we were last year. Let's go ahead and lay off 12,000 people. Okay. It's done. It goes down the, it it goes down to middle management. Middle management has to come in and let those 12,000 people know that, Hey, look, unfortunately we're going to have to lay off. You know, here's a little severance package. Thank you for your services. Do you think the people at the top of that org chart really care? Do you think they're calling every single one of those 12,000 people and, and, and offering their condolences? No. They're numbers. They're statistics. That's all they are. Now, that's on the small scale from, from, from corporate America. When you're looking at a country or, a, or, or the whole world, from a from a macro perspective, you know, in its um, totality, similar things happen, and it would not surprise me if those similar conversations happen with the, with the, with the powers that run this world. When resources are scarce, when land is scarce, when nature is struggling based on what we do to it, based on the amount of people on this earth. You're, you're telling me it would absolutely shock you that the people that basically control the world wouldn't lower the herd a little bit. And you think all this, um, you know, you think heart disease and, and, and cancer and diabetes and, and some of these, you know, uh, the, the, the sicknesses and illnesses that that kill the majority of people in America is 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 on accident. No. It's all by design. All by design. I mean, you don't turn on the TV and and see commercials for fruits and vegetables, shit, or even grass-fed beef. You understand what I'm saying? Or high quality water. No, you don't see that. So the same people that are saying that, 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 that are naive to think that the powers that run this country and run this world wouldn't make drastic, wouldn't take drastic measures to make the world a better place for them. 
You need to think twice. Because it's right in front of your face. You just don't want to see it. You don't want to believe it. You know, Dr. Thomas Cohen on, on, uh, in his book, The Contagion Myth, which I just finished recently, fantastic, absolutely fantastic book. Um, him and, and Sally Fallon actually wrote it together. Um, and he talks about tons of things, um, you know, just related to this, this whole pandemic. Um, <clears throat> but one of the things, one of the meta, he's, he's the king of, king of metaphors and the king of analogies. And one of the ones he brought up was... <clears throat> the story of Sleeping Beauty and long story short, how, you know, the, the, there was a curse put on Sleeping Beauty. You, I'm sure you know the story curse put on Sleeping Beauty. And if she ever pricked her finger with a spindle, she would fall into an eternal sleep. Right. So, you know, her, you know, the King and the Queen, they basically got rid of all the spindles. They got rid of all the spindles. <laughs> what happened? Well, Somebody created another spindle. She pricks her finger. She falls into an eternal sleep. You know, blase, blase. You know the end of the story. But the point is, is that there's always going to be something. And he tells that analogy way better than me. So, But there's always going to be something. Always. It's, um... coronavirus now there was SARS there was bird flu there was swine flu shit we even had an Ebola scare it's always going to be something and there's many theories on why there's many proofs to support those theories but at the end of the day it really comes down to this just be aware And don't be a sheep. Like, don't just blindly follow anything. Especially when it comes to your health and your livelihood. Mine's like mine. Y'all be good.